Good morning, everybody. Uh, happy Easter. So glad you're here today. Such a great day, a beautiful day. Um, but it's the day, really, that uh, the calamity of the whole world meets Jesus Christ, and the good news is uh, he wins. So today we're going to be talking about the resurrection. Uh, we sing about it, we celebrate it, and we experience it. If you're here for the first time, we want to welcome you. Uh, we're glad you're here with us. Uh, really want to encourage you. Uh, come back and be a part of our, our body. The resurrection of Jesus is the most powerful event in the history of the world. Hands down, the resurrection of Jesus truly declares he is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. And so this morning, we've asked some of our children to tell us what they think of Jesus. So uh, I just want you to watch their stories. He treats us and he loves us. We can talk to him whenever we need to. How we talk to him is we can pray. And Jesus loves you. Everyone knows that. He's, he's, my, he's like a best friend to me. And he died on the cross for my sins and I'm thankful for that. And so, thank you Jesus for providing this beautiful pallet house that me and my brother made. And so, and thank you for um, dying on the cross for our sins. Helping us and loving us. And he loves us and he cares for us and he forgives us. Amen. To me, Jesus means hope, kindness, and love. To me, Jesus means hope, kindness, and love. Jesus is forgiving and the king of all kings. It's hard to answer that because it's he's basically everything. You can't really put it into words. Freedom, Christianity, uh, love, eternal love, and forever caring without a doubt. He makes me feel safe, loved, and he surrounds my family in love, and he makes me feel brave. Um, Jesus is my spiritual father, and he's a friend to me when I'm sad. Jesus is my friend and my savior, and because of him, I want to be more kind. Jesus means everything to me. And he's a nice man. He leads us through everything. He heals people. He helps people. Jesus means everything to me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He, he, everything is good about him. He is the Lord of all lords. He is everything in the world. Protects us from the evil that's trying to win us over. Yeah, that's awesome. What does he mean in your life? What would your life be like without him? I'd just be a big pile of junk. <laughs> He's God. He's God. Yeah. What else? He was our only protector. Our only protector. Yeah. What does he mean to you? Um, uh, I don't know. You don't know? Do you talk to him sometimes? Mm, 
No, he hasn't been talking to me for weeks or days. Oh, okay. Do you know you can talk to him? No, because because it's hard to talk to him. Yeah. How does he? Does he talk to me in my head? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that because he hasn't been talking to my head, and I can't hear him. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. I love this. Is um. Jesus loves me. And Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> the life of Jesus Christ uh, changes everybody, but it's so good to hear how his life changes our children. The resurrection of Jesus is not just a, a feature of Christianity. Actually, it's the main event. The resurrection is not only a demonstration of his power, it's a validation of what Jesus did on the cross because it proves that God was satisfied with the sacrifice Jesus made for our sins. And so what God does is he raises him up from the dead. He validates his work. Jesus says on the cross, it's finished. God actually says, I'm satisfied. And when he's satisfied, he raises Christ up. He ascends him, sits at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for you and I, and he is in a resurrected form. I am so grateful for this. It is such an awesome day. The resurrection then is the greatest event in the history of the world, hands down. It is the most significant expression of the power of God, not only on his behalf, but on our behalf. It's a cornerstone of the gospel promise. We too are saved to be raised from the dead, to go to heaven with him forever in a resurrected form. Because he lives, we can live. Today we rejoice the fact that death has forever been defeated because he is risen from the dead. So I want you guys to celebrate this morning with us. Dance, sing, clap your hands, shout, proclaim that Jesus has conquered sin and death on our behalf. He is risen. Christ the Lord is risen today.
Thank you. Uh, this Easter is quite unusual for all of us. Uh, but did you know that the first Easter was a lot like this Easter? In John chapter 20, verse 19, it states that the disciples were huddled together with doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. They were like us. Many of us are huddled up in our homes. We can be afraid. But the next verse says that Jesus came in the midst of that. He stood among them and he says to them, peace be with you. Jesus is as alive today as he was that first Easter. And he still comes among us, comes into our lives, our homes, and he says the same thing. Peace be with you. So whether we're here or we're separated in our homes, we come together to celebrate Jesus Christ rising from the dead. The power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ has no limitations. Not, nothing can limit what he did. While the manner of our celebration may be different, the very reason for our celebration has not changed. We have proven that we are the church, not defined by a building, but by a people who believe in Jesus and also his resurrection. And that is never more apparent than today on this Easter. I want to thank all of you for um, being so generous, faithful in your giving. Uh, it has encouraged me, uh, especially during this time when we've been meeting online. Our church is strong, and it's vital, and it's because of your faithfulness. We have heard from so many people uh, who have been encouraged, not just by the church, but by the various ministries. You are the reason we are able to do this. You are investing in what Jesus is doing in the world through his church. Every week you give because you know that everything you have comes from him. He's the source of everything. So in a minute, uh, we're going to be up on the screen. A slide's going to come up for various ways to give. There's also a link in our Facebook comment section, and that link goes directly to our PayPal account and also a slide for other ways in which you can give. But as we give, let's bow our heads and let's be thankful to the God. Our Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful, Lord, that we can celebrate today that when calamity of this world met Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ wins. His power is over death. And so, God, we come today knowing that you are over everything, God, everything that's happening in this world, God. You have power, you have a plan, and Lord, we trust you. We give today, God, because we trust you in the midst of everything, that you are a God who is mighty and you are powerful. Receive our giving, God, today. May it honor you, and may, God, what you're doing in this whole wide world, God, continue to grow. In Jesus' wonderful name, I pray. from the Gospel of John. Early on the first day of the week, 
while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. John continues the story of the resurrection. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. I was dead in the grave.
how does an addict become clean and responsible? How does a felon become a respectable member of society? How did I <laughs> leave a life of selfishness to serve other people? How did you leave behind your sin and walk in freedom? Two words. <laughs> Resurrection power. Resurrection power. You, you may wonder today, what is all this business about the resurrection of Jesus? It's Easter. Maybe you think, well, I'll just go and eat a special dinner, have some chocolate, call it a day. It's a holiday. It's a day off. I don't really see anything really practical about it. I never really heard anything about it that would really change my life. I understand. Well, today, not only do I want to talk with you about the practical effects of the resurrection, I want to actually show them to you. But first, to illustrate the practical effects of the resurrection, I want to focus on Peter. Throughout the gospel, the writers portray Peter as headstrong, independent, afraid at times, cowardly, and denying Christ while he's on the cross. On Resurrection Day, Peter is so fragile, so confused, he's hiding with the other disciples in an upper room out of fear because of the Jewish leaders. This is a profile of a very human Peter. And isn't this a profile really of every human being that can be a part of us. I admit myself, I have betrayed others who have loved me and whom I have loved. In reality, Peter's story is my story. I have failed as Peter has failed. On the first Easter, Peter is a mere shadow of a man who would eventually have the responsibility, think about it, for continuing the revolution of Jesus Christ that he began. I want to take a moment and compare the Peter in John chapter 18 to the, same, to the Peter in Acts chapter 4. And this is the transformation of Peter. It's God's size, and it's a demonstration of what the resurrection did to change Peter's life. In John chapter 18, verse 17, Peter and the other disciples were following Jesus. A servant girl says to Peter, you aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter and Peter replied, I am not. This is Peter's first of his three denials of Jesus. Why did Peter fear a servant girl? He didn't fear her. At that moment, he was living a life of fear around him. And then in the shock of the question, launched that answer that was already premeditated in his mind. He was self-preserving himself. 
she's a doorkeeper. She's a slave girl. She has no official power. But the question caught him off guard. It was casual, insignificant, but Peter was already prepared to lie to save his own life. The very one, remember, who he said, I will die for him. A few minutes later, in that same courtyard, the Bible tells us that it was cold and the servants and officials stood around the fire that they made to keep themselves warm. Peter joins them. He's standing with them. He's warming himself. And so they asked him, you aren't one of his disciples too, are you? Peter denied it, saying, I am not. Then, think about this, one of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had already cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with Jesus in the garden? Again, for the third time, he denies Jesus. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. When Jesus, who Peter had said, you are the Christ, needed him the most, he denied Jesus, denied that he ever even knew him. All of his confidence has gone. He's afraid, he's lost, he's a coward. This is Peter without the resurrection power. Perhaps you can relate to it. We fail. We do things we regret. We are lost. We're wrecked. <laughs> We're impacting other people in ways that we hate to even admit. So we need to answer and ask the question, how does Peter change? Actually, how do we change? The answer is simply, it is mind-boggling, mind-blowing. Peter had seen Jesus die. He knew he had died. And then he sees him rise, and he now knows that Jesus Christ has power even over death. Wow. At that moment, at the resurrection, Peter came to a conclusion. This resurrection of Jesus Christ is a force, is a power that belongs only to God. If Jesus rose, then God has the power to do anything. God could even change me. Oh, my goodness. So I can submit my life to him. I can allow him now to transform me. And at that moment, when Peter submits his life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes over, and the power of God begins to change the man. Wow. I want to say to you, God can change any hard thing that you're facing in your life, any hard or difficult thing. This is the power of God through the resurrection, not only for Peter, but also for us. And so, 
Under the power of the Holy Spirit, we pick up Peter's story. It's probably only about two months later. Let's read Acts 4.2 and see what happens. Think about this. The same high priest who crucified Jesus were greatly disturbed because of the apostles, what they were teaching the people. They were proclaiming Jesus, and they were proclaiming the resurrection of the dead. These apostles are John and Peter. Yes, this is the same Peter who two months before denies him three times. In Acts 4, verse 7, it's amazing. The same high priest that crucified Jesus had Peter and John brought before them, and they began to question them. By what power or by what name did you do this? What an awesome question. Wow. Wow. Then Peter, who is filled now with the Holy Spirit and knows the power of God over death, does three things that are awesome, courageous, and bold in the face of the danger of these same people who were there at his crucifixion. First, think about it. He preached boldly about Jesus and he was even willing to go to jail. Two months after, he's not stepping back anymore. He's strong in the Lord. He's bold in his faith. Wow. Second, Peter lays hands upon sick people in Acts chapter 4. And as he lays hands upon them, he sees miracles. These people are healed. And he does it in the Name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. And then third, I want you to think about this. He stands up to the same Jewish leaders who he had been cowarded to before. But notice what happens in Acts chapter 4, verse 10. Peter now boldly proclaims to them it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God, who raised him from the dead, that this man who stands before you is now healed. Can you imagine? Can you see the transformation that has happened to Peter? Wow. How did this man, Peter, who was a coward two months before, now become transformed to be powerful, bold, courageous? He's a world changer. Acts 14, 13 gives us the answer. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, and they realized they were unschooled, 
They were ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus Christ. Being with Jesus Christ. Not just in the time that he was on earth, but afterwards when he came back, they were with the resurrected Jesus. And this changed and transformed Peter's life, period. I love the fact that the Bible acknowledges that Peter, not a scholar, he's an ordinary fisherman, a regular guy. But two months after the resurrection, he stands before a crowd and of the Jewish leaders, and now he's an extraordinary man. He's not the same anymore. He's changed. <laughs> this is the power of the resurrection. Now, without it, we still have the cross. We still have the miracles of Jesus. We still have the teachings of Jesus. But without the transforming power of the resurrection we would not have the power of a living Jesus Christ. Think about this. Without the resurrection, Peter, more than likely, would have gone back to being a regular fisherman. He would have been impacted, but he would have not been transformed by the power of God. And without the resurrection transformation of Peter, we would not even have a church today. Thank you, God, that you, by the power of your resurrection, have given us power. But with the resurrection, this virtually unremarkable, uneducated disciple becomes now a man of passion. He's spirit-filled. He's bold. He's strong. He's leading the most wonderful, powerful revolution this world has ever seen. Wow. The metamorphosis, the change, the transformation is astounding. Peter, once fearful, now is courageous. Peter, once unsure, is now bold. Peter, once denying Jesus is now proclaiming who he is. Our God is a God of second chances. Our God is a God of third chances. Our God overcomes even death. Wow. You may be listening today and thinking, I messed up my life. I made too many mistakes. How could God ever change me? I want to fully assure you, God is able to transform you. He wants to transform you, and he wants to use you for his name and for his kingdom. Make no mistake about that. Wow. This is the transforming power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's his power not only to change them, but to change me, to change you. In fact, 
For the people you know, the clearest evidence that Christ is alive, that Jesus Christ is active today in this world, is the transformation they actually see in your life and in my life. Your story and my story and the stories of millions of people around the earth who follow Jesus Christ today. We are the clearest evidence of the power of the resurrection. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3.10. I want to know Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus Christ. And I want to know him by the power of the resurrection. Let's say that again. Say it for yourselves. I want to know Christ. Yes, I want to know the power of his resurrection. Oh, thank you, God. Here at Messiah, we like to say that Messiah is a place where people grow. We grow by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are like Peter. We are like Paul. Yes, we come from all manners of sinful past, broken lives, filled with hurt. But every day, we know and we celebrate and we experience the life-changing power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. And this is happening every day. I told you in the beginning of this sermon that I also wanted to show you I want to show you how they have experienced the transformation, resurrection power of Jesus Christ. We call these cardboard testimonies. It's a way of helping people share what God has done in their lives in a very simple but a very powerful way. These people you are about to see are asked to write on one side of a cardboard a situation or a state they were in before Jesus' resurrection power. And then on the other side, they write what marvelous transformation has occurred to them because of the marvelous, powerful transformation power of the resurrection. So let's watch. Thank you. 